mental association of the posture with a meditative, contemplative state of the mind is cultivated deliberately at first. And in that spirit, one sits up, not too comfortable, not too uncomfortable either. The asana for meditation, according to the Bhagavad Gita, is sukham and sthiram. Stable. Once this is deliberately cultivated, automatic suggestion takes place in the mind. And whenever this posture is assumed, the mind naturally quietens and yearns to connect with itself consciously. This is what is called by the ancients as Asana Siddhi. Samam Kaya Shiro Grivam, head, neck and back or in a single straight line. And this posture is held without moving. Dharayan Achalam Sthiraha. Eyes softly closed with the gaze as though directed at the tip of the nose. Samprekshanasikagramatvam vishascha anabalokayan. The eyeballs are not restless. And then, sparshan bahyan bahihikrutva, unloading. From the head, various entities, situations, events, problems, fears, in the form of people, mainly. Sparshan bahyan bahihi kritva. It's like a little homework before the contemplation session, where all the things. People that have crept in and have become personalized, internalized through association with certain difficult emotions are offloaded before one can take off. Namaha is the word for offloading. It is how it is and I am okay because it is how it is and I am okay with it.
मदर नमः विजुअलाइज विजुअलाइजिंग द मदर दिस इज हाउ शी वॉज शी इज अगेन इन माई सब्जेक्टिव परसेप्शन नमः नमः I grant her the freedom to be what she was, what she is. Actually, it makes no difference whether I grant her the freedom or not. It makes no difference to her. But in granting her the freedom to be who she was, who she is, I am free of my own burden, burdening expectations. that she should be different this is what is meant by namaha let go let bhagavan be in all the forms that bhagavan is including my disappointment father namaha this is how father was father is again in my personalized views expectations i let the father be and in so doing i'm closer to bhagavan closer to what is i'm dropping my parallel reality which keeps me away from ishvara my own subjective reality is dropping when i see objectively the limitations and the possibilities of the father extent to which i am able to let them go while retaining the love and care is a blessing for me i'm one with ishvara each time i say namaha This is what was meant in the Taittiriya Upanishad. Matradevo bhava, pitradevo bhava. May you be the one to whom the mother is nothing but an incarnation of the Lord. Father is nothing but an incarnation of the Lord. May you understand that. So bless you. prayer in the taittiriya upanishad namaha to this body with all its limitations and possibilities when i say namaha to the body 
I invoke simultaneously the entire physiological order of the universe. This body may be my body, it belongs to me, but it is no different from any other body. My body was born, other bodies also born. My body subject to changes, other bodies also changing. My body subject to sickness, disease, allergies, other bodies also the same, no difference. In seeing the body is part of this vast manifestation of the physiological order. I'm no longer victimized. This is not a personal issue. Every body has the same limitations which manifest in special ways that may be a little bit different. My body, finite. Other bodies, finite. Om Namaha, Om Namaha, Om Namaha. My body, full of aches and pains. Other bodies also full of aches and pains. Om Namaha, Om Namaha, Om Namaha. Namaha is not a passive acceptance. Namaha is a dynamic word for self-knowledge. For understanding Ishvara as the physiological order in the universe. Wherever there is a body, in whichever loka, it is subject to the same laws of the five elements. It is born, it dies and in between undergoes various changes and is subject to disease. Can I say I have been targeted by the Lord, by the Goddess? Physiological order. Ishvara, anatomical order, Ishvara. Wherever there are eyes, they see. Ishvara. Psychological order. Ishvara. The mind functions in certain ways. Ishvara. My mind is 
part of this vast order. It is not outside of this order. The order is Vishwara. Therefore, my mind is within Vishwara. Jagadveshas within the order of the mind, Vishwara. Inability to make a decision, Vishwara. The ability to override indecisiveness, Ishvara. Fear, sorrow, Ishvara. There is a reason for that. And the reason again is not a personal reason. It's a universal reason. Given these circumstances, that one would be afraid is as good as a law, the law of psychology, the psychological order, non-separate from Bhagavan, non-separate from me, the one endowed with the mind. Memory, Ishvara. Discovery, Ishvara. Whenever a scientist discovers something, he or she forgets herself or himself. Oneness with Ishvara happens in the discovery. Forgetting Ishvara. So many painful things are forgotten. Part of how the mind functions, Ishvara. Even disorder is part of this order because the order transcends the artificial dyad between order, disorder, good, bad, functioning, dysfunctioning. These are categories we have come up with. From the standpoint of Ishvara, there is nothing other than a vast order that includes disorder. That every pair of eyes see Ishvara. That there could be disturbances in sight, Ishvara, which can be corrected by glasses, cataract surgery, also Ishvara. Om Namaha, Om Namaha, Om Namaha. Another order, easy to see, is the order of karma. That too is Vishwara. 
Again, I'm not targeted. Everybody is subject to karma. Everybody born of karma. Everybody sustained by karma. Everybody ceases to be when the karma is done for that particular life. When there are pleasant incidents in my life that I enjoy, Ishvara in the form of Punya. When there are days that are extremely challenging, Ishvara in the form of various Duritas, difficulties from past lives. In a way, more difficulties means more Ishvara, more the presence of Ishvara discernible in my life. Om Namaha, Om Namaha, Om Namaha, Om Namaha, Om. This is an area where it is difficult to be one with Ishvara. But I can cognitively understand and appreciate this fact that the karma is not directed only at me. I can neutralize this karma with prayer. I can pray for the strength of mind and body, the courage to withstand whatever may come. Give me the strength to withstand the challenges I have to undergo. Hey Bhagavan, give me the courage to address my core issues in the form of the mental, emotional order.
give me the ability to overcome whatever I can with the strength of your grace and my will. Allow me the capacity to accommodate all the things I cannot change. Let my heart grow commodious, big like a galaxy, which is the host for all, all kinds of climates, planets, universes within itself. In the same way, May I, may I grow bigger than the problems that confront me. Then all I have to do is be a babysitter for baby problems. Let me have the maturity to parent my problems and issues. Finally, give me acceptance for the things that I cannot change. Namo Namaha Om Namaha 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 Namo Namaha Om Shanti 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 Om Sahana Bhavatu Sahana Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastumavidvishvavahai Om Shanti 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 We chant Anubhaka 11. Last Anubhaka. Yes, Namaste to all. Welcome.
सहस्राणि सहस्रशोगे रुद्राभिभूम्याहस्रोजनेशी अस्मत्यक्षे भवाग्रीवाश्रितिकंठाशर्वाधक्षमाचरा नीलग्रीवाश्रितिकंठाधिपुत्रुद्राश्रिता ये यीर्थाणिप्रचरतीसृकाशंगिण्रोद्रिथस्थिरेशाग्रयोजनेशी नमो रुद्रेभ्यो ये पृथिव्यांगेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षेन्तरिक्षे
quite different from the other Anuvakas in some, some characteristic ways. And we are going to be seeing what, the, what those differences are. So the first difference is that suddenly this Rudra which was there has now become thousands of them. <laughs> Even one Rudra difficult to understand. What to do with Sahasradi, Sahasradha. And then each one is carrying a thousand weapons. And then a thousand of them are carrying millions, billions and trillions of weapons. Putting the, putting, you know, all the country's uh, defense arsenal to shame. Yeah, these Rudras. That is what they do. So then how did one become many? This is our classic question. <laughs> you know, this is the classic question. How did one Ishvara become many? A very unbecoming question, but we have to, we have to address it. Because otherwise we will think that there is some kind of an internal vyabhichara contradiction. So the Rudram is not contradicting, uh, contradicting itself internally, neither is it contradicted by other Shrutis. So that is one thing, one, one thing we have to look at. And the second thing we have to look at is that what is the, the relationship of these many, 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 many Rudras? You know, as the Anuvaka says, obtaining in the waters, obtaining in the oceans, obtaining in the trees, where they were told to keep their weapons and come down. And you know, so what is the, you know, the, they are all in charge. You know, what is, where is there one important Rudra out of all of them? You know, there is some kind of a, there, there will be some kind of a confusion going along. So this is what we have to, these are some of the things we have to address. And then there is some questions also that came in the email and I will be addressing that as well. I don't know when, maybe this class or the next class we shall see. So, so what is Anuvaka 11? Anuvaka 11 is the grand finale of all our fruits of hard work. Studying Rudram for a number of years, two years. Two years, uh, I think, you know, we started two, two, two and a half years ago. And uh, so each time I went to Atlanta, then we would have, you know, five, six classes. And so this, this is a fruit of patience and uh, this is a fruit of uh, a lot of, uh, you know, what is that, hard work of listening to it and keeping what happened previously in mind. And thankfully, oh, five years. Oh, my God. I stand corrected. Thank you. I was hoping you would uh, correct me. Yes. So five years we have been studying Rudra. Yes. So this is, so this is the grand finale. This is the grand finale of the fruit of all the all the things. I don't think any any text has gone so long because even Vedanta Dindima, which we study Vedanta Dindima in Eugene, remember? And uh, uh, yeah, so he even remembers the date, April third, twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah, to be precise, to be exact. Okay, thank you for that. Very impressive. No, I mean, the students that they are, you know, uh, sitting here is just amazing. So, you know, so this is uh, even Vedanta Dintima, which is second in line, you know, I think was two and a half years. Uh, you know, that's what, you know, because that has 100 something verses, 126 verses or 133 verses or something like that. So Vedanta Dintima, Bodhisara, of course, is going on now. We'll see when that finishes. 
it is just a you know it's a it's a mind boggling text and so anuvaka 11 is a grand finale then one may say what is it about the number 11 you i have told you this that uh, you know in uh, in veda and the vedanta there there, there is uh, some kind of an auspiciousness associated with odd numbers but even before that with prime numbers prime numbers because they are indivisible that means what they are a wonderful method a medium to communicate the knowledge of the whole indivisible brahman as you yeah this is the beauty of it so so 11 you know so 11 very nice 9 is also wonderful but again 11 is you know particularly wonderful and then it reduces also the 1 plus 1 what happens 2 yeah shiva shakti this is what it is that is why we have the dual in sanskrit in no other language we have this dual in, a, in no other indian language and maybe we i don't know it's there in latin or something we have to see but uh, there is no uh, dual the dual again is a nod to the goddess aham i and then what avam as both shiva shakti and then vayam the whole universe it starts with i yeah that i when you unpack the i it is shiva shakti it is one with shiva shakti and then from there all the nama roopas ensue this even in the grammar the vision is there it's a, such an amazing tradition a, a, a culture that cannot be taken for granted even a little bit so this grand finale so grand finale means you know you you are waiting for some kind of a climactic moment you know you want to know who done it and suddenly you know in like these mystery novels agatha christie and all that which we which we used to read you know in youth so you know agatha christie who done it correct and then here instead of who done it it is basically thousands of rudras suddenly come and any playwright will tell you that the last chapter of any book is not the time to introduce new characters <laughs> you know you are trying to sum up correct you are not trying to extend the story line because if you introduce new characters in the last chapter then the audience is confused the readers are confused and why are the readers are confused the readers are wondering all this whole time you know and there was the butler and <laughs> and then there was the you know there were four five guests there was the butler and then there was some you know some kind of a thing and then there was just then you know of course somebody died off and then uh, you know after that what happened then you have to find out who died etc and then in the process of finding out who died and you feel like you're you know making some uh, making some whatever you know making some headway you feel like you you as a sleuth are making some headway like you have eliminated the gardener why have you eliminated the gardener because alibi very good alibi yeah gardener only came from 9 to 2 in the morning and went away at 2 o'clock and the murder happened at 5 would he have come back maybe he did but you know he happened to be you know at the local pub where he was seen by three other people <laughs> yeah so at that time when the murder took place so you have eliminated the gardener you have eliminated the you know what is that called the 
the you know domestic other some other workers in the house and then you have honed in perhaps on the butler because he has a history of being a little sneaky and the, you know and then suddenly you are waiting for the last chapter to find out whether your hypothesis is it butler or not and then suddenly a whole host of you know the sons in law and the uh, and the friends of the main character and a whole host of new new fellows are introduced ayyo i thought it would be a nice wrapping up <laughs> and instead of uh, instead i got a wrap on my knuckles yeah meaning your whole premise is wrong this comes from a kind of a linear thinking i want there to be one thing to be able to hold on to hang on to i want that out of study of rudram i want one particular take away <laughs> this is not a restaurant okay <laughs> you if you want to take away you have to take away the whole otherwise don't take away yeah keep at it this is what the message is so so it is a kind of a confounding message we are confronted with all of a sudden we say what is this suddenly so many rudras and how to even understand and this is not the time as i said to introduce new characters and new twists to the plot but you know but here we have thousands of rudras making their debut and bowing and saying how was our performance <laughs> you know fantastic and and actually it is a grand finale because that's the only way we can understand this whole jagat really and to to understand this anuvaka we have to have a discussion about this one and many from different standpoints in our tradition as everybody knows there is only one non dual ishvara that happens to be the truth of you simple and that that truth has to be discovered completely and fully this is what the whole thing is this is what has to be discovered this is what has to be recognized simply but then this truth is not so easy as it seems why because confusion in the head yeah the head is full of clouds and so the head is full of fog you know head fog and then so therefore it is not easily comprehensible because of one's own resistance even though the upanishads shout from the rooftops that you are bhagavan so there is some kind of an inherent distance or a fear to accept that for some for half of the people and for the other half of the people then they say okay then bye bye ishvara i am you i don't need you you see there is some some disconnect there that is why this bhakti is is to be understood properly and this bhakti is something that even a gyani has number one we have to see this because in describing the four kinds of bhaktas the uh, lord krishna in the bhagavad gita reckons arjuna also uh, tells arjuna that a gyani is also a bhakta this artificial divide between bhakta and gyani and this is for the lowly bhaktas i am a gyani or i am a gyani wanna be and therefore you know i don't need this rudra 
or if I need this rudram is for people who have karma phala. I am not interested in karma phala, so I don't need this rudram. No, this is this is something that has to be pro if this is the feeling that that is why Anuvaka eleven is is making a valiant attempt to bridge this divide between the people who think only bhakti is important and between people who think bhakti is a bridge and I have already crossed it over when three lifetimes ago and now I am just into jnanam I don't want bhakti at all so this is so. The, the whole Rudram is a valiant attempt to bridge it and nowhere else to be find such a concerted attempt as in Anubhaka 11, which makes it extremely special and it makes it a very fitting ending to the whole Sri Rudram. How? So, it is to see Ishvara as populating the whole Jagat in various names and various forms and here all the names and all the forms are called Rudra. That's all. So that to not confuse and to keep on, on message. So that one can keep on message. Simple name. All of them are Rudra 1, Rudra 2, Rudra 3. Yeah. Yeah. So you know like sometimes people uh, are signed twice. You know. Yeah. So sometimes it will be you know some name and one in the online. Yeah. See, now even here, Hemang 1. Yeah. So, sometimes that, you know, sign twice or two people are taking. So, like this. So, this is now thousands of Rudra. Rudra to the power of 10,000. Rudra 1, Rudra 2, Rudra 3, Rudra 4. Meaning, why do they all have the same name? Because, hello, they are all the same. I've been trying to tell you this since five years. Now, I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> yes, it's all the one and the same. And to make it simple for you, they don't have Lakshmi, Saraswati, Parvati like this. No, you know, different names. So that you don't get confused. So that we don't get confused. All of them have the same name. Rudra 1, Rudra 2, Rudra 3, Rudra 4, Rudra 5. That's it, you know. It's like mission to uh, Apollo 1, Apollo 2 like that. Because it's the same thing. So, then what? So, as a result of this, so there are now all these Rudras are proliferating the universe. Who are these Rudras? They are all Bhagavan. And in the form of Adhishthana Devatas. Somebody is saying live stream is no longer going. It should be back, Raghubir. Yeah, try now. Yeah. So, um, it should be back. So then, so this Rudra 1, Rudra 2 business is for ease of understanding the oneness behind all this. So this is something, the same Ishvara, you know, is presented from various standpoints. So from the, so, and these standpoints have names, you know, Adhi Deva or Adhi Daivikam, Adhi Bhuta or Adhi Bhautikam, Adhyatma or Adhyatmikam. What does this mean? Adhi Deva or Adhi Daivikam, Devanam Adhikritya Tishthati. That which is centered on Bhagavan, meaning, you know, those things, phenomena, you know, 
things is not very elegantly put. Those phenomena that, you know, that happen without my input and over which I have no control. And what is one uh, very ubiquitous and important example of Adi Daivikam right now? COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the word Kovidaha is the name for Bhagavan. Kaha kaha naveti. What all does he not know? Meaning he knows everything. All knowing. Kovidaha. So, this is the name of Bhagavan. Amazing. You know, the WHO named it after Bhagavan unknowingly. So, this, this, this is not an accident. So now this is this is Adi Daivika. Devanam Adhikrishta Adhikritya Tishthati. Because it is all centered on this Bhagavan over which we have no control. Then that is Ishvara. That is the manifestation of Ishvara. Then we have what is called Adhi Bhuta or Adhi Bhautikam. Bhutanam Adhikritya Tishthati. That which is centered on the five elements and the things that come out of the five elements like the surrounding trees, you know, water, etc., this body, etc. So what is one example of something that is Adi Bhautika, you know, Vayu. Vayu as one of the five elements. This is Adi Bhautika, it is there everywhere surrounding, you know. You can, you can wet your hands and then go like this, you feel the Vayu. It is all around you, it surrounds you. Then there are certain things that are centered on you. Atmanam adhikritya tishthati. Atma here is, you know, the jiva here. So, Atmanam adhikritya tishthati, that which is centered on your mind or centered on you, like what? Your own fears, your own worries. This is all centered on you. Okay? Now, all three are Ishvara, but in the 11th Anuvaka, they are looked upon sometimes as Adhideva, Adhibhuta and Adhyatma. And you can do this. It's very simple and beautiful. This becomes a wonderful contemplation. This is a wonderful Nididhyasana. So you can say, you know, that uh, and this is there in the Upanishad also. You can take one element, Vayu. Namaste Vayu, Tvameva Pratyaksham Brahmasi. I salute you, O Vayu. Why? Because you are the Pratyaksha. You are the discernible form of Bhagavan Brahman that I cannot even objectify. You are the one that is Sakshat right here in front of me. And I salute you as Bhagavan. Correct? So this is Adhideva. Because from this standpoint, Vayu is a Devata. Adhishthana Devata, correct? Adhishthana Devata means a presiding deity Vayu, which from the standpoint of Adhi Daivika, Adhi Daivika means what? From the standpoint of Bhagavan, Vayu is a presiding deity, which is sent to places where Hari needs to go. Hari came. <laughs> then everybody says, oh, Hari came. Correct? Go to Oklahoma, Fister, and then go here, go there. Bring storm, storm uh, uh, force winds to this particular island. 
Bhagavan is directing and then Bhagavan again is, if you ask Bhagavan, are you directing? Bhagavan will wash the hands off and say, Tasya kartaram apimam vidhi, akartaram abhyayam. You can say I directed, but really your own karma is directing, not me. Idam namama, this doesn't, this is not mine. This belongs to you. Okay? Because it's the jiva's karma, that is the cause of all these hurricanes and everything. And so this is from the, you know, from the, uh, you know, from the uh, Adhideva, we talk of Vayu as the Adhishthana Devata, as the presiding deity of the, what is that, the order, the, 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 physical, the, the physical order of the universe, where Vayu goes, of the, the, the order, the meteorological order. Where does Vayu go? How does it behave? And that's why you're able to predict it, because it is infallible. This is not an ordinary thing. This is huge. You know? Then, from the standpoint, then, okay, you say Namaste Vayu, and then you take a deep breath. What happens? Where is Vayu now? You, know, you can exhale, okay? You don't have to hold the breath. Yeah. You take a deep breath. Where is Vayu now? In the lungs. Ah, Vayu. Swaha. <laughs> Vayu has been inhaled. And this inhaled Vayu gets a new moniker. What is the name of this Vayu? Vayu that goes in is called Prana. Prana. Amazing. This Vayu suddenly. That Vayu has become what? Adi Bhautika, Adi Daivika Vayu and then Adi Bhautika Vayu to which I did Namaste. And now it has become what? Adhyatmika Prana. Same Vayu. This is also Ishvara. Again an Upanishadic statement says Prano Vai Ishvara. And then that Vayu in the surrounding, that Ishvara in the form of Vayu which is in the surroundings, and then has entered the lungs. And then that also, that prana is also an adhishthana devata. It is also has got a celestial force answerable to what? Answerable to this Bhagavan. Answerable to Bhagavan. So Bhagavan has deployed this vayu and then when you take a breath, that deployed this vayu that has become prana. And this is also Ishvara. Correct? And then you exhale, goes back to Vayu. And then there is a law. What is the law that asks the, you know, that the Vayu goes in? What is the law? Because you are not in charge of breathing. Otherwise, nobody would wake up in the morning. <laughs> or everybody would be afraid to go to sleep. You are not in charge of breathing. So therefore, what is the law that goes through the nose, sometimes through the mouth? <laughs> when there is sleep apnea and some problems, sinus problems. So what is the, the, the law that makes the air go through the nose? And then what? And then staying there, doing its job of cleaning out the cells and replenishing them, nourishing them with oxygen. Then what does it do? It comes out also. What is that law? that makes the air go in the lungs and then come out also successfully and then go in also. What is that law? That is what is called Adhi Daivika. You are not in charge of it. 
you see that is also ishvara because see the prana is not independent of ishvara otherwise the prana would have its own thoughts it would enter the lungs and say what has this person accomplished 60 years the 50 years the fellow was alive just ate drank and did nothing i'm not coming out <laughs> that you know then lord yama has to come to the scene correct yeah so until until bhagavan says okay prana come out don't go don't come out stay there that is what is called you know in the papers you get you hear in the obituary he drew his last breath that's what it is oh you know so this is what it means that when it is appropriate for the prana to stop it will stop ishvara and here ishvara in the form of the law of karma so you see every every happening every situation has certain rudras established as little chieftains adhisthana devatas presiding deities they are no separate from ishvara but they are as a, you know universally they are ishvara particularly independently they are propitiated because we have a very sophisticated understanding of ishvara and so we you know from the standpoint of form and function there are many many rudras and we worship all of them individually why because that that prayer becomes much more precise much more sophisticated and much more present fine tuned prayer you know it's like a, when somebody is playing the uh, the sitar or a veena you know first few minutes they'll tune the fine tune the instrument you know we as the audience don't hear anything but they can hear oh this is not all right slight adjustments they have to make so here also you know this is this is a adjustment in our understanding to see the uh, ishvara as this fine tuned all pervasive presence having a minion of armies who are all answerable to that one ishvara who are all non separate from that one ishvara who all function you know uh, sphere by that ishvara this is what the whole thing there are not many ishvaras and this is and there are certainly not many rudras okay this is something we have to totally understand so this is a very important discussion because without this the 11th anuvaka will be like meh what is this you know you won't understand the beauty of it we will not be able to enjoy and partake of the beauty of it and so therefore we have to see this in all its glory Uh, and this is indeed a very very glorious text with a wonderfully glorious uh, conclusion and this is why, why we have to see and then so that is one thing so these one rudra many rudras this is one thing we have to understand and then adi daivika adi bhautika adhyatmika is second thing and the third thing we have to understand is the concept of adhisthana devataha adhisthana devata presiding deity for everything you can have in fact you can even conjure up new new presiding deities yeah and uh, somebody said that they are going to build a temple called kovidamma it will be successful yeah in india they have mariamma you know the the mother god is in charge of smallpox from ancient times yeah and here there also they will not do in, in uh, this thing uh, 
uh, in the Maharashtra, Shitala Devi, she is called. Same thing. So, Shitala Devi. Mariam. They will not do full Arati. They will only do two times or two and a half times because you don't want her to bless you. If she blesses you, that's, you are in trouble. You just don't want her to curse you. And, and then the offerings given to this uh, Sheetala Devi in Maharashtra and uh, you know in Karnataka, etc. What they give is the same thing that is given to the patients of smallpox. You know, cold food, chickpeas, all these things it is offered. So it is amazing because the disease itself, you see Bhagavan, you, you, you make Bhagavan into a disease. From this disease, you, you, have, you have risen above just complaining about why I have this disease to seeing Bhagavan as the disease and then propitiating Bhagavan and then, you know, and neutralizing the karma. It's very, very beautiful, very sophisticated. So if this much is understood, we can enter the, enter the, uh, what's its name? Uh, 11th Anuvaka. And of course, it begins with the, what does it begin with? What do all of them begin? Dhyana Shloka. <laughs> okay. Damshra Karala Badanam Bhishanam Rakta Murdhajam Trinetram Trishikham Deeptam Dhyaget Bhujaga Bhushanam Beautiful. So here, the horrible form of Rudra is conceptualized right at the beginning. Why? Because horrible things happen, you know, in the world and we have to be able to gaze at them. We, that is coming close to not being in denial and then to be able to see them for what they are and then face them with courage, with grace and with humility. So here we have the interesting image of the Lord with protruding canines. Tanshtrakaralam. <laughs> You know, Vadanam. So the whole face is is only teeth for whom? That is what they <laughs> that is what the mystic is. You know, that is what the samasa is. So Ranshtrakarana Vadanam. The whole face is only teeth. Because when you look at the face, you don't remember the eyes, you don't remember the much less the nose, you don't remember the ears, or whether there was jata or what kind of hairstyle. You only remember the teeth ready to bite okay bhishanam terrifying bhishanam means omg literally okay and then uh, raktamurdhajam means you know the um, what is that the forehead you know the the hair and the forehead are red in color because maybe the the, the, the baby rays of the sun are you know uh, are hitting the jata and hitting the head and the forehead and so they are red in color. Trinetram, three-eyed one. Abba, at least one thing is benign and I can recognize. <laughs> Trinetram is not a small thing. Trinetram means the one whose eyes are past, present and future. Mm, that's what it is. And we'll see that when Trayambakam Gajamahe comes in more detail, when that mantra comes. So, Trinetra and Trishikham means the trident, holding the Trishula, very beautiful. So, holding the Trishula and the trident is there and then 
Deeptam. What kind of a Trishula? A Trishula that's on fire. Fiery Trishula. And then Dhyayet. May one think of, may one meditate upon such a Bhagavan who is Bhujaga Bhushanam. Who for his uh, necklace, armbands, bracelets, you know, anklets has baby snakes. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, various kinds of snake. Necklace because it is prominent. Nice python right here. Okay. Few cobras and vipers for the hands and legs. Even, even uh, Ganesha, taking after the father, you know, he had a big meal and he's lambodara, fatty, you know. And then he, 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 his dhoti won't stand up without a belt. And in those days, they, the belt was yet to be discovered. So he just took a passerby snake and tied it around the dhoti to keep the dhoti standing up properly. It is borrowed from the father. So Ganesha has a waistband of Bhujaga also. You know. And then so Bhujaga Bhushnam. And uh, this is the one that is the May one. Uh, may one do this. Okay. Now. And then uh, the snakes of course represent various shaktis. Ichha shakti, jnana shakti, kriya shakti. We have seen this. So do you want to know what happens when you chant it? Yes? Okay. So this 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 uh, Dhyana Shloka covers shlokas one to four. So these four more mantras, if you if you if you chant, all the inner enemies are gone. And then you get the blessing of being able to chant any mantra you want without any problems. Okay. And then only if you chant it five thousand times uh, and and doing this karma. This uh, this particular what is that called? Mm. Yeah. Vrata. This particular discipline called Chandrayana. Okay, Chandrayana. Chandrayana is a horrific discipline where it is a month long past. You go along with the moon. You start at the full moon. Okay, and then you have fifteen mouthfuls of food. I mean, meaning whatever you eat, you let's say. You know, you eat a kilo of rice. Nobody does, but just this. Whatever you eat, let's say you eat four chapatis and some vegetables. You cut it up into 15 pieces and then you eat. Then the next day, after the full moon, what happens? 14th day of the waning moon. Krishna Paksha starts. Krishna Paksha. Then during that, then the next day, 14 bites. Only one time, not like frequent small meals. Okay. Then 13 bites, 12 bites, 11, countdown has started, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 1, and on the new moon, 0. Actually, till now, people can somehow manage, but the worst thing is after 0, the next day only 1 bite. Then you come up, 2 bites, 3 bites, and then after, when the next full moon comes, then you, you eat again 15 bites of food. And then the, the fast is complete. This is called Chandrayana. It's an extreme prayashtita. Extreme, uh, you know, thing of atonement. Uh, that is why all these dhyana shlokas and everything. Because the whole rudram is an atonement. You know, 
it's an atonement for all previous karmas and so that's why uh, in, in great detail the dhyana shlokas along with their particular rituals and disciplines are given so this chandrayana is for terrible papas like having killed somebody in this or other lives or having you know defrauded them badly having given terrible mental uh, unrest to a lot of people like you know these mass shooters and all, all these things and having been you know unfaithful multiple times in one's commitment to the life partner all kinds of things you know this is what calls for chandrayana so chandrayana is a purificatory rite in fact you know the whole rudram is purification it's not that there is one particular mantra for purification the whole rudram is for atonement and purification and since it is a you know verbal chanting along with that some physicalized uh, atonements have also been prescribed to make it more effective because when you say namaha it's already an atonement you know so that is that is basically what the whole thing is so chandrayana and then 5000 uh, uh, renditions of this mantra every day for a month and no food and then and then whatever remains is able to you get lot of siddhis okay now so that is what it is so now let us look at the uh, uh, let us look at this uh, uh, verse this the first mantra sahasrani sahastrashah ye rudraha adhibhumyam तेषां सहस्रयोजने तेषां सहस्रयोजने अवधन्वानि तन्मसी दिस अवर शुड गो विथ तन्मसी अवतन्मसी तेषां सहस्रयोजने धन्वानि अवतन्मसी दिस अवर इज अ प्रीफिक्स इट कैन नॉट बी सेपरेटेड एक्सेप्ट इन द वेदास बिकॉज़ देयर इज वैदिक पोएटिक लाइसेंस सो सहस्राणि मींस थाउजेंड्स ऑफ देम प्राणाइट so the ones who keep multiplying in thousands and then who the sahasrani the thousands of them sahasrashah who keep proliferating in thousands of forms ye these rudraha these rudras adhibhumyam means where are they proliferating on this very earth adhibhumyam right on this earth they are you know tens and thousands of them they are there and what are we doing you know sahastra yojane sahastra see yojana means one uh, it's a measure yojana is a seven and a half miles one yojana almost eight miles let us say. so then sahastra yojane means what 8000 miles minimum thousands of yojanas minimum 8000 miles so what do we do these rudras are marching on the earth just now i saw they were 100 just now i saw they were 1000 oh my god they are 10000 and each one is having an arsenal to put uh, the the first world countries together into shame you know they are all they are all free to just destroy the whole universe and here they are marching left right left right 
with their bows and arrows they have if there are thousands of them that means that each one has a quiver full of arrows enough to make me quiver and then the each one has you know one bow at least some of them are ambidextrous they have two two bows so what do i do you know because they're all coming at me what do i do what do we do and here again the person the the the, the people uh, the, the the theme that continues from anuvaka 10 is that the worshipers are also many now it's from the collective standpoint it's no longer me it's us so what do we do they're all marching quick think of something well you know very nice way to disarm them how you know slowly when they're not looking untie the bow <laughs> untie the string of the bow so that suddenly when they try to fit the arrow into the bow there is no fitting because they have to spend some time restringing the bow <laughs> untie the bow what do you mean untie the bow this is a solution like who you know like the, 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 there was a cat that was being a menace in the neighborhood and the cat every day was eating a mouse one for breakfast, one for dinner. And then what, you know? And the, and the, the what is that? The mouse rishis, the sejul among the mice. You know, they had little dreadlocks coming, and little moustaches and beards. They all convened a mahasabha, mouse sabha. And then they all, you know, had a discussion. And one of them had a great idea. We have to bell the cat. Yay! I second the motion. Yay! This is stable. Wonderful. And then the wisest mouse of them asked, This is a great idea, but my dear sirs, who will bell the cat? Who will bell the cat? And who is going to likewise go and untie that when they are not looking? You know? That's why it is said, Sahastra Yojana, don't go close and untie. <laughs> because in that, you know, you, you may get hit. Correct? So tie, untie it from really far away, not from close by, okay? Because you may come in the spate of these arrows. Tesham, you know, Sahastra Yojana, Dhanwani Avatanmasi. Tanvana means you're tightening. Avatanmasi means, you know, we, we de-string the bow or we cut the bow, <laughs> cut the bow string, de-string the bow and make it, you know, ineffective. Oh my God, how to do that and from that to from far away? Do we need remote control? <laughs> and what is that if there is a remote control? How do we do this? How do we disarm them from far away? We'll see after the break. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadachyate Purnasya Purnamadhaga Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shantishyantishyantihi Harihi Om Shri Guru Vadhyonamaha Harihi Om yeah, Come back in 10 minutes then we will you know we will talk about this Rahasya Thank you.
<clears throat> oh, date and time is not there for uh, for uh, what is that called? You know the Shruti. Shruti, please take with Shraddha and we don't try to find a timeline because it is apaurusheya. So that is one thing to understand. There is no difference in philosophy, Adi Shankara's philosophy. It is exactly the same. No difference at all. <clears throat> Completely identical. There is no contradiction with Adi Shankara's philosophy of oneness. That oneness is talked about from many standpoints doesn't mean that there is a hani or a loss of oneness. This we have to see. So the, the disconnect is in our way of looking at it, of the, you know, yeah. So because we are, we have, we are linear thinkers. So we think it has to be one or it has to be many. We are not comfortable with seeing the many as one. And this is what Rudra makes us do. And this is exactly what Adi Shankara's philosophy is also all about. And the other thing before we, as we wait for the people to, uh, you know, reconvene, the other thing I want to say is that the Rudram is not just for asking Bhagavan to neutralize our karmas, individual or collective. That is just one of its functions. And that is what the atonement, you know, the prayashtita aspect is. That where else are you going to go for all these karmas to be neutralized? You know, this is, this is a very important thing. So that is only on one level. At a level where everybody, whether one is a jnani or one is not a jnani, can recognize and relate to. Or one is in between, a jnani, wannabe. Everyone can relate to this. And so from that standpoint, it is a place, it is, a, it is an appropriate shloka, it is an appropriate prayer for neutralizing the karmas. And how we will learn more about it uh, in the 11th Anuvaka itself. So it is a way of neutralizing the karma the, on, on a very basic level. And on a more sophisticated level from the standpoint of Atma Jnanam, it is to see everything as one. That is why it is Namaha. You are also Ishvara. And first to 300 Namahas, to the oceans, to the bodies of water, to the sand, you know, dry sandy bed where the river used to be, to the wet, you know, bed of the river. You are Ishvara, you are Ishvara. Everything I start seeing as Ishvara, Ishvara Darshana is called Samadarshana, is called Sarvatma Bhava. And this Sarvatma Bhava is understood through the study of Vedanta, but then, you know, it is, it is cultivated through the practice of contemplative, you know, exercises and the Rudram becomes a very important focus or a, you know, locus of contemplation. Because all these quote-unquote natural phenomena, you are seeing as a manifestation of the Lord. Anything that you like, Bhagavan. Everything that you don't like, Bhagavan. Whatever comes at you, Bhagavan. Whatever you run after, Bhagavan. So when you Ishwarize or Bhagavanize the whole universe, you are very close to Atma Jnana. And this word Sarvatma Bhava is very much used in the, by Adi Shankara. It is not in contradiction at all. So, this is not just begging for forgiveness of karmas. That is there. That is on one level. 
but to only look at uh, you know rudram as just begging for forgiveness from karma or neutralizing the karma is doing it injustice it is that's why it is so successful as a text because it addresses both preyo marga and shreyo marga simultaneously people who are interested in 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 finite ends it will address them and people who are interested in only the infinite it addresses them too so it is that is why it is such a holy text because simultaneously it does papakshaya it takes care of all the papas and it prepares you for the knowledge and it makes you see bhagavan everywhere in everything starting with yourself so once you start seeing bhagavan everywhere through the understanding of rudram then you see yourself everywhere that is the ultimate step so that that's why it is so holy it 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 uh, it uh, and the 11th uh, anuvaka is going to uh, address this portion so it's not just begging for you know forgiveness that is there you have to and then if you you know that is why even sanyasis are asked to chant sanyasis are asked to chant this not because sanyasi also you know is an agyani maybe some of them are <laughs> we don't know but the thing is that that's not the point the point is because it uh, it unfolds self knowledge which the sanyasi is after it unfolds the self knowledge it's a contemplative it's all about nididhyasana of what has been understood which is what is the sanyasi's whole life is nididhyasana so therefore the sanyasi is enjoined to not give up rudra not because of anything else ah this is a very very important thing uh, you know and so it is not uh, it is not opposed to adi shankara's philosophy the word sarvatma and sarvatma bhava is used in many ways uh, by adi shankara and this is very very clear in his uh, in his uh, you know expose of the vishnu sahasranama when you see uh, you know his expose of the vishnu sahasranama he, he may as well be talking about what he may as well be talking about shri rudram same thing you know amazing and uh, uh, so uh, that, that is that is something which we uh, which we have to see uh, very very important and so this is a treatise of self knowledge it's atma gnana in the form of a shloka in the form of so so that the gnani is a bhakta and the gnani bhakta sees ishvara everywhere sees ishvara in the form of laws and then that ishvara resolves into one one self and the gnani sees one self everywhere that is the whole idea but even after becoming a gnani you cannot but be in awe of ishvara so the namaha here is an expression not just of helplessness but also of awe it's a it's an expression of awe and accept so it's an expression of acceptance of what is and if whatever i see namaha i say so what is is bhagavan i recognize the all pervasiveness of bhagavan so that, therefore this is a treatise of self knowledge it is atmagyana that is why it is so highly regarded so i was going to tell you what was our cliffhanger what was the cliffhanger from the last class how are we going to cut the bow strings from 8000 miles away do we need a long pair of shears do you do we need a remote remote yes so what does this remote look like 
this remote looks like sashtanga namaskara ah you disarm you disarm these various marching bands of rudras with their various hands and various ayudhas hetaya you know weaponry and all these things and all of them have teeth as we saw in the dhyana shloka and they are all marching there towards us where is can you stop them say no so we can move on no we cannot stop them so what do you do you just dive down and hug mother earth you just kiss mother earth and say raksha raksha pahimam trahimam save me help me this is not a, just an expression of helplessness this is a very wise philosophy that is there even in the puranas we see this how you know once what happened this sage bhrigu the sages you know are they all have personalities some of them are angry some of them are always hungry some of them are very what is that uh, cranky some of them are you know cantankerous like this some so this bhrigu was a sage who had a fixation on lord vishnu in his mind vishnu was the best east or west and he went out to prove it so he went to shiva's abode where shiva and parvati were having an intense discussion over chai okay and shiva got up and said oh hello would you like some chai but for bhrigu's mind it was too late it was too late and so then what happened you know the he he got upset and went away you, you think you are the ruler of the world you are not and he cursed also he gave shiva one curse i'm not very good with these curses oh yes i remember this one you will for now on earth be worshiped only as a stone <laughs> silly curse so shiva linga and then he went away and he went to brahma he went to you know brahma loka and there also something like this happened i forgot what and it's not important then he went to vaikuntha because now he was very happy that you know vishnu vishnu is there and vishnu and lakshmi were sitting and lakshmi was pressing his feet and then vishnu also you know he got angry because vishnu also did not immediately get up and greet him. give water to wash his feet because he is a brahmana he is a big rishi he thought all these things about himself and then so what did he do he went and kicked vishnu in the chest lakshmi was horrified no one had done this to lord vishnu before and of course what is not mentioned in the purana so that he held that leg and went back ow 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 and lakshmi went to him and said you know my husband has been working out <laughs> he has been doing a lot of presses and so he's got an iron chest so sorry okay this part is made up but this part is real okay this part is there in the story so she caught hold of bhrigu's leg and said oh you poor thing you poor thing had to encounter the iron chest of my husband let me massage your feet and then in so doing she massaged his feet and then you know she was not just massaging his foot at the bottom of sage bhrigu's foot he had a third eye an eye at the bottom of the foot very inconvenient how to wear <laughs> shoes 
you know how to walk even you can't walk without shoes you can't wear shoes anyhow let's not go there because what she did was she massaged the eye away you know that eye was had some powers of dominating the future being able to see the future being able to manipulate the future to one's own you know uh, devices so obviously he was not a good recipient for this because he has not controlled uh, you know managed his ragadveshas he has no you know mental capacity he's acting like a 5 year old and kicking bhagavan in the chest so wh what did she do she just was all hugs and smiles and she said let me massage your foot because poor thing it has all swollen up by <laughs> by having a little tap on vishnu's chest i keep telling him don't overdo this gym he keeps going there very strong you know and then so she massages the eye away meaning he loses the ability in the process to foresee and control the future wow that is how from far away to cut the strings of these fellows these rudras diplomacy my friends you know <laughs> this is what not just diplomacy i just said that for fun but this is a, a form of surrender and in that surrender you, you know the power comes to and the the, the thought comes to exactly how to manage this situation and we see this in the uh, in the or mahabharata also in mahabharata also you know this uh, all these astras were uh, uh, flying around that uh, you know this uh, nagastra nagastra deployed by karna it had arjuna's name on it and these astras are mantra powered missiles they will not stop until they hit the the, the you know the target and arjuna was running mummy 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 and it was not stopping following him he was just you know he was crying kunti was crying because she was helpless and lord krishna said shut up stop running around sit in the chariot and then he dips the chariot the whole chariot does namaskara when the nagastra comes so that he just his crown falls off it doesn't hit his head or his neck even though it was aiming for the neck he dips the krishna dips the chariot down you know 10 inches 12 inches one foot and then so what does it do it just he, he suffers insult and the and the nagastra will not stop until it has hit will it hit the crown it hit the target so to speak it dies away it is you know it is a wasted astra because that sashtanga that dip is that namaskara namaha is not you know it's a strategic withdrawal in the face of that which one has to accept it's a strategic withdrawal from trying to keep on you know butting the head against that which is only going to cause ruin very beautiful and another uh, yeah this is another example where narayana astra deployed by the kauravas comes and there is no this is narayana narayanas bhagavan vishnu again and you know and then what it is unerringly it it was it would have destroyed the whole army 
and then the uh, you know lord krishna gave the command all of you dive to the floor <laughs> on the floor take out your armor cast off your arrows bows whatever you have just you know dive to the floor so the whole army elephants horses chariots everything on the floor narayan astra was confused <laughs> how to destroy one that is falling at the feet how not possible because here is someone who says i have completely surrendered to you and in that surrender what is possible no nothing is possible that is what you know that is how this is and and then narayana astra went went back to narayana <laughs> mission unaccomplished so this is what we mean by by uh, seeing the truth of this namaha namaha means right now in this minute i am helpless and in the recognition of my helplessness number 1 number 2 namaha means in the recognition of my helplessness itself is what you know there is strength there is grace because once i recognize i am helpless then you know they actually there is a relief because i don't have to keep striving to do something so then then the third meaning of namaha it's a conscious a prayer it's a prayer for help why because i don't want to be decimated i want to be alive and no but i want moksha even if you want moksha you have to have this body okay you can't be a disembodied creature and say soham soham it's not going to work disembodied how will you ask for teachings you you don't have a mouth you cannot talk how will you get guru and you will keep saying guru guru in your mind but guru will not be able to hear you and much less teach you and if you don't have ears how will you understand the knowledge all these problems are there so the body is an important vehicle for moksha the mind is equally important a vehicle for moksha the senses are an important vehicle for this freedom that one is wanting and so the third uh, meaning of namaha the third recognition you know in in this namaha is a prayer for this difficulty connected you know which is being aimed at the body at the mind at the senses and from a standpoint of uh, what is that knowledge we understand that this is my own karma being gift wrapped and sent by bhagavan with love and hugs here <laughs> you know it's just my own karma whatever i did in so many lives i don't know but here it is confronting me and then i see the bearer of this karma usually the bearer is the one that is you know cursed which you know in the olden days nowadays everything is electronic but in the olden days there was this meter person you park and then they would have to come and write a ticket and put it on your windshield as soon as they wrote you would come take it away no i can't i have already written it it's already tabulated the person would say and it's your own karma because you have parked there illegally and you have or you have parked there for too long but then who would get the curse the poor meter person meter person would get the curse how dare you you can't even you hope you have a bad day you know this is what so similarly here rudra what are you doing how are you this is this a human tendency to vent and it's better to vent at bhagavan you know we saw that 
because you can't rent at the significant other if you hope to stay married and so therefore you have to rent somewhere where it is safe and so in this venting is a prayer the venting itself is elevated to a form of prayer in our tradition because of how holy it is and in this venting it's the venting is transformed into prayer because i still want to have this body i want to have this mind and i don't want the karma and usually the karma for a mumukshu jignasu what is the karma the karma is that which stands in the way of recognizing this shastra suddenly something happens you know day 1 i love vedanta day 2 i like vedanta day 3 vedanta ain't bad day 4 Ah, Vedanta, Shmedanta, day five. What? What is that? Oh, that. Yeah, I, it didn't. It doesn't work. Conclusion. You know, this is what is that? You know, it's a gradual coming away from Vedanta. Why? Is it true that Vedanta doesn't work? No, it works. But then, what happened here? What happened here is that certain other things, you know, pratibandhas. obstacles from the past life in terms of questioning mental distress fears tears all these things took hold so therefore this 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 meaning the third or the fourth i don't know whatever it was i said the meaning or another meaning of the word namaha is in the form of prayer let there be a clearing of whatever i confront and usually there is a disconnect what i confront is objective and my reaction to what i confront is subjective so hey bhagavan remove my subjective reaction so that whatever comes i can confront it objectively one more meaning of the word namaha you know and then finally namaha as self knowledge as understanding this comes with a lot of emotional maturity in the beginning it just seems like one is asking bhagavan to do favors this final meaning of the word namaha means you in your place are just fine i see you this is what namaha means oh ishwara i see you as an extension of myself and there and that acceptance here is not you know i don't see you doing things so therefore i cannot ask you why did you send corona virus because corona is you no use asking why did ishwara do this ishwara is this and that ishwara is myself alone so that namaha is that oneness so namaha is you know pratika pratika means it's a it's a it's a sound namaha and then you know just like om it's a pratika it's not a pratima it's not a visualized symbol even though we have that visual symbol it has become famous now it is a pratima also but it is meant as a pratika it's a sound symbol a heard om is a sacred om but certain things are pratima pratima means like a a visual representation like one of the yantras shri yantra guru yantra they are pratimas and then uh, swastika pratima not the nazi version okay our original swastika it's a pratima now namaha is both pratika you say namaha and then you show namaha so the fingers are joined 
that is here itself is mahavakya in the word namaste astu bhagavan this is mahavakya look at this hand so funny one short finger one fat finger and other three you know three similar sized fingers and then same thing and the dominant hand we uh, her here is more well developed and sometimes is bigger than the non dominant hand because of the usage of muscles etc and then so this 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 hand is separate from this hand these fingers separate from this fingers and yet when i say namaste they come together as one finished what happened to the differences subsumed where in the knowledge of this surrender that surrender is to that one from whom all these as though differences arise the differences are not glossed over they are consciously and with knowledge transcended this is what namaha means i i see the differences and i see that one pervading behind all the differences which is why rudram is a treatise of self knowledge which is why it is important to study because and then i also told you it teaches bhakti because that bhakti is nothing but opening of the heart a closed heart is not a conducive fertile, you know fertile ground for the, the the buds of vedanta to grow and blossom the heart must be open and in fact there should be a certain vulnerability in fact vulnerability should be everyone's middle name there should be the, that ability to be vulnerable the ability to say you know i think i may be wrong yeah you know it's okay because the mistake is not you not admitting the mistake is a worse mistake than the mistake itself a mistake is often a mistake innocent enough i didn't see what what it was and i just thought it was something else now that can be that too is ishvara the ability to correct is is ishvara sometimes it has gone uncorrected ishvara it is, is that is what it is and so so therefore the for the heart to open i see you know i see my own helplessness and i see the large order pervading this helplessness and then that is what the bhakti is the heart sings in response to that oneness namaha and so when that namaha comes together as a pratika and as a pratima the salutation is complete really and that salutation is is the ananya bhakti a bhakti from you know from the standpoint of non separation bhakti that is the bhakti that one strives to have as a jignasu amukshu or a gyan otherwise it is anya bhakti anya bhakti means this bhagavan is separate and i'm going to give you a banana today and I, therefore why so what to do with this banana this is what one makes a deal with bhagavan i want my child to get admission in harvard you know why because i offered two bananas come on two bananas i offered and what will bhagavan say right now it doesn't matter your child as well be in uh, enrolled in phoenix university because everything is online anyway <laughs> so that is what your banana gets you you know <laughs> so that is not the idea rudram is not like that rudram is to clear the heart of the 
of the pains and sorrows and the subjectivity and at the same time clear the heart and clear the life of all obstacles so that i can focus on this knowledge and rudram also in the at the same go gives the teaching that is why it is so holy and uh, and it is you know unsurpassed in this dual message of both bhukti not bhakti bhukti bhukti and mukti bhukti means in the world mukti means you know uh, out of this world <laughs> this uh, freedom that is what it means so this so what to do so these adhibhumyam and these people who are all over there, they have proliferated well, let's see where all they are so yeah, uh, they are all let's see what does it say tesham sahasra yojane all of them from far away i cut the bow strings happily why how by my uh, namaskara with understanding it disarms them because you cannot punish someone who is holding at your feet and you know looking at you lovingly and then or frightening or 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 a frightened look depending on where the person is so where are these people adhibhumya one place they are all over the earth oh maybe i'll take a dip no you know <laughs> asmin mahati arnave they are in arnava means ocean in these oceans they are all over the oceans you by by snorkeling or going in a submarine you are not going to avoid them they have proliferated the oceans oh i know what wow wow what i will skydive and hang somewhere in between antarikshe bhava adhi they are what you know they are in between the heaven and the earth so all that is heaven means celestial lokas above our reach all that is ground all that is bodies of water and in between also these rudras these adhisthana devatas these various presiding bhagavan in the form of various presiding deity proliferates and then what uh, then nilagriva what do they look like you know they are blue throated shitikanthaha white throated you know so they are blue throated and then they are uh, 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 white throated so uh, blue throated means what you know the blue throated means the nocturnally ones the ones that go in the evening that they, they proliferate in the evening they have dark blue navy blue throats and then they the daytime ones have yellow throats or white throats because they are in the sun okay so then that means they they have they, even time is the rudras themselves they are free of time they are there at night you cannot say that oh you know they they only come from 9 am to 9 pm after that 9 pm to 9 am is rudra free no the blue throated ones are there oh maybe 9 am they go off yes they go and another shift comes you white throated ones are there <laughs> so and then uh, and then uh, you know sharvaha another name for rudraha sharva is is name for shiva so these rudras what are uh, you know kshamacharaha adah kshamacharaha kshamachara kshama means here earth kshamachara that that which accommodates she is patient yeah so kshamachara and then adah kshamachara means they are kshama is earth and then they are walking all over the earth uh, kshamacharaha 
and adaha means they are also underground <laughs> in the form of all the you know gems oil wealth everything even the earthworm is rudra everything underground so they are you know the white throated ones the blue throated ones and what about heaven divam upashritaha they have also reached heaven <laughs> divi in heaven they are the jyotanatmakatvat because it's a well lit place it's a holy place it's it's all light and fun and so they are in the heavens they are in the oceans they are under the ground they are in the air they are in uh, you know Uh, uh, they are everywhere they are in between up down you know behind everywhere so this is what you know and so since we had a long discussion of adhi devatas and uh, adhisthana devatas you understand what they mean they are all the adhisthana devatas of all forms and functions including the minutest function the smallest function amazing you know really really amazing and uh, so there uh, you know they are all just so beautiful and here they are this whole world is proliferated by rudra meaning what i am pervaded by many 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 rudras this body how many rudras uphold this body think about it it's mind boggling anatomical rudras mental rudras physical rudras sensational rudras or senses rudras and then what the ability to move the joints the, you know everything the five element rudras you know pervading this body every single you know this body itself this body mind complex is made up of so many rudras so that means what they pervade me they pervade the ahankara they pervade the manaha they pervade the buddhi inne they are the ahankara they are the buddhi the ahankara non separate from the rudras they pervade the ahankara they pervade the buddhi they pervade the manaha they pervade the emotions chittam so everything is sacred this is what we have to understand the last meaning of the word namaha is that oneness which comes from folding the palm joining the palms together to show that all is one and in that oneness you know saying this ye uh, ye rudra upashritaha all these rudras are there meaning what they pervade me that means what shivoham shivoham i am this shiva i am this rudra i am not any separate from them and then if i am them so easy it is to cut the bow strings when they are not looking just like goddess lakshmi massaging bhrigu's feet oh poor thing look how it has swollen and bhrigu is feeling shy no 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 i am okay no 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 here and the eye of knowledge is gone yes jnana chakshu god <laughs> he doesn't deserve it you see how he was easily disarmed without him suspecting anything and then he came out from vaikuntha saying vishnu is great lakshmi is greater still and he felt very happy this is how to do it and so here you know seeing these limitations and seeing the possibilities within my own body i say namaha so namaha of understanding it's a namaha of transcendence it's a namaha of finally of that knowledge of oneness it's amazing so then you know so then there are all these rudras and these all these and then what happens please keep your bows untied in fact let me help you <laughs> when you are not looking 
through my sashtanga namaskara i will disarm you through not having see the problem the jeeva's problem is setting up a parallel reality a scaffolding of sorts there is ishwara's reality in which all the things live happily the of the oak tree doesn't say i'm tired of just producing a corns very corny a corn a corn a corn b corn c corn i don't want this corn look at the mango tree so celebrated all the children can't keep away from it parrots go to it people go to it i i want to next year i'm producing mangoes never happens it is within the laws of ishwara and the river doesn't say ganga doesn't say what is this flowing from west to east all the time you know i want to flow from south to north east of the other way around north to south i don't i want to flow via ulta ulta means upside down wrong side it never it would have caused havoc it doesn't say that you know and even the animals they more or less unless we disturb them and we try to feed cows hamburgers they will then get mad and have mad cow disease that's different you know until we teach them cannibalism and all these things other if left to themselves left to themselves to lead their lives to have their babies and to just you know die away peacefully they are also within the laws of bhagavan the flora the fauna even everything respects vishasmad batah pavate भीषाद and agni indra varuna all in their uh, you know ways obey these laws of ishvara and then finally mrityu lord yama who makes everyone jumps jumps at the lord's command bhavati runs runs to fulfill the commands of the lord of this ishvara and then the human being is the only one who violates the laws because one has free will one is too much like ishvara and so one before this knowledge come one sets up an independent country <laughs> i want to secede from ishvara you know i want to become independent murkha you know <laughs> this one doesn't understand so namaha is coming back to that ishvara as myself how can you become independent from yourself not possible no i want independence who is this ishwara to tell me what to do and ishwara shrugs his wide shoulders go ahead you're free free to go and then you know, the person goes and then after that what the noose on the neck tightens <laughs> comes back this is what happens why because one is going against the laws one is digging a grave for oneself which is a grave issue it's a form of self sabotage because there is no going away from ishvara there is only ishvara you are that ishvara the ability to go is also ishvara 
but you cannot have a tandem you know you cannot have a parallel reality based on your own subjective perceptions that is you know that is the the, the greatest form of uh, injustice that you can do to yourself you just see that there is just one law and there is this one way to go and in that oneness i flow with the go i go with the flow rudram teaches you to go with the flow and in this going with the flow there is great maturity it's not a, a, a passive subject you know it's not a passive being a subject you are the bhagavad i am a subject i am a slave no there is a active acceptance of what is going on and in that there is self growth to see that i am not in resistance to anything how can the person who is never in resistance be harmed this is how you untie the bows from far away you don't go and try to you know uh, butt your head there you know this is what it is is very very you know it's this is all knowledge so then this is the, and the best way to untie the bow is to bow is to bow string is to say shivoham shivoham ahameshwara tatvamasi aham brahmasmi when you say i am the lord then you know then who what are you doing nothing who is against you no one and so these thousands of rudras have proliferated all these places and they are there as kula devatas drama devatas this devata that devata all of them are there and you untie the bow string from far away <laughs> keeping yourself safe safe means by not messing with the order but isn't prayer messing with the order prayer is changing the order but it is changing it from the standpoint of possibilities yeah because the possibility to pray is given free will is given the ability to act over the karma is given collective and individual and so so they are there everywhere they are in the akasha they are in the antariksha they are in in dyau in, in heaven you know and then prithvi everywhere they are there and then you know so that is mantras 1 to 4 moving on mantra 5 6 and 7 doesn't have a dhyana shloka and then but nonetheless the results are mentioned these three mantras take away all the inner enemies and you again you should do 5000 chants like the other one and do one month of chandrayana atonement fast okay yeah so if if you want and then you will get the gold coins also afterwards yeah 10000 gold coins was it yeah ye vrikshesu saspinjara nilagriva vilohitaha ये hello if they are in the trees what yeah abba if they are in the trees what color will they be simple question green that is the meaning of the word saspinjara baby green 
not just green that baby you know like a tender blade of grass that light baby green when the leaves first come after a winter that green that when you see that green say hi rudra <laughs> hi rudras there you are that becomes anitidhyasana you recognize rudra there don't just stick with the green if you stick with just oh this is green then you are just looking at attributes you are looking at the finite aspect you are looking at maya but cross maya go to ishvara and just straight away say i i encountered this in my rudram classes hello rudra namaste finish that becomes an idhyasana that green green means fresh green means life giving alive you know so this is what the thing is so ye vrikshesu they are they are of the tender tender green color and then and then again since the uh, since the whole bhagavan is you know is 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 beyond our scope the neck is the sky for who so that's why blue necked yeah because you cannot bring in the puranic story of you know bhagavan the the ocean churning and bhagavan drinking hala hala because this is this is the uh, what is that this is shruti you cannot bring smriti smriti comes later so blue neck means the head is above not available for objectification so the neck is the sky blue necked blue throated and then so neela uh, griva vilohitaha vilohita here means they are also red in color like when you see a burst of flowers azaleas rhododendrons all these things you know roses so they are all rudras also and then you know ye bhutanam adhipatayah they are the presiding deities of all the elements they are there in the form of vayu varuna indra agni all these presiding deities of all the five elements they are there and then they you know they do their jobs and then what else ye uh, you know uh, ye vishikhasah you know shikhasah having shikha shikha you know the tuft of hair vishikhasah that we i told you the upasarga the the prefix v can mean you know visheshena uh, a specific kind of shikha braided shikha <laughs> you know could be some hairstyle you know or it could be you know vigata shikha yasmat from who is tuftless bald so so anything that has funny hairstyle is also rudra like all the teenagers you see on the street one side shaven another side full of hair falling over the eyes etc you say hello vishikhasa hello rudra or you see somebody who is bald no hair no shikha that or or it could mean a sanyasi also without shikha and then you know that that person is also what rudra that person is also rudra this person is also rudra so rudras come with various hair styles then you go to africa they have made a, a huge thing about hair styles those dreadlocks in various you know various kinds of dreadlocks some of them are curly some of them are braided some of them are certain way and then there is a particular senegalese weave it's called it's very famous and why am i talking about it because our dakshinamurthy has the senegalese dreadlock way very unusual wonderful and so this is what the whole thing is 
so then that that is that is the whole you know very beautiful and so like this whatever you see any hairstyle you see don't just go for the hairstyle and nowadays because the uh, you know the barber uh, barber shops are closed you will see various hairstyles even more time for nididhyasaka everybody's hair is like a tree okay and so <laughs> unpruned look and so then so all this is more time for meditation more time for nididhyasana so because after vishikhasaha kapardinaha kapardinaha means various various dreadlocks etc various hairstyles and i told you that the vyutpatti artha of kapardina kapardina is kam ganga jalam pardayati iti kapardin the one who protects the pardayati protects uh, conserves ganga water in his dreadlocks is called kapardin and so kapardin also means the dread locked one and so these rudras are these these are all rudras who are marching who are there they are in the form of people they are in the form of lions and horses with manes on them which is like hair they are in the form of yatis you know those mythical animals that roam and hairy animals or they are vishikhas without hair or funny hairstyles all of them are rudra please see them that way and please when you see them that way their bow naturally gets cut their bow string gets untied because they are no longer an object of fear for you and then what ye and then what do they do unfortunately in this mantra they are not doing very nice things ye anneshu vividhyanti those that get you through the food <laughs> vividhyanti you know vividham kiranti vividham himsayanti himsanti yes himsanti so vividhyanti and meaning in different ways they cause hurt they cause pain food kept too long full of listeria all these things that end in ia is a name for rudra bacteria listeria and then what else you know so many ias are there and so they are all they are all names of various uh, various uh, creams you don't see them you see wonderful chole you know and then the hearing the word chole itself a few drops of water come to the mouth that sounds very good right now wait till this class is over i'll make it you know and then people may be planning but then what you know in the chole especially that is there in the restaurant etc then rudra is lurking vividhyanti waiting to hurt you and then what the so these are all bacteria food poisoning etc is again rudra and when you see rudra is food poisoning then what that means bhagavan has entered you om namaha really that is what it is and then you know then have, that is one way of having direct experience of oneness you know or you know the uh, another meaning anneshu vividhyanti nowadays this is the day of allergies peanut you know i i go nuts when i am near a peanut okay allergies and then what else i go you know i am allergic to wheat celiac disease gluten you know so gluten means rudra because he is not allowing you to eat that's what it is if you eat you will disturb and how to say namaha stop eating 
gulab jamun for diabetic you know stop eating from far just say namaha om namaha and then if you need more strength namo namaha this is what it is this is all from an understanding and you just make a pact irudra in the form of wheat i will not have you in my life not having you is a blessing to me om namaha you see and then you're not bothered anymore that is what the thing is and so like this anneshu vividhyanti they hurt you him santi they hurt you through the uh, uh, food then patreshu pipataha janan and then they go and sit in glasses where people drink water etc not satisfied with hurting through the food they go inside the various drinks fruit juice and water whatever else is there they were they pollute everything and then they cause problems and unto all of them what do i do what do i say unto all of them all of them i say i am going to cut the bow strings by by you know do i make this kind of an action no strangely by by doing this i cut your bow strings your bow strings become loose in the in the light of my surrender in the light of my surrender to what in the light of my no longer putting up a, a scaffolding of a parallel reality where i try to butt heads with you i take down that parallel reality and all there is is you and i am you in that there is no no takkar takkar means no no dash nothing there is no confrontation the all that there is is one glory that's all it is and you know this is talked about in uh, ramakrishna sages um, you know uh, this uh, story one one story he told and uh, this was when he was one story is told of him that when he was uh, you know dying with throat cancer you know they had very few day, he had uh, very few days to live and then they had a big you know festival at the ashram where he was and then they he, he his room was near the kitchen tantalizing smells of 500 puris being fried and you know 100 kilos of halwa being made tantalizing smells of ghee jaggery everything and all the nuts came to his nostrils and he had he couldn't eat he was uh, living on thin rice kanji two three day once uh, you know two or three times a day that's all even that he drank with difficulty he could not even drink and then so you know he prays to the mother goddess oh mother you know you are you are not letting me eat you are not letting me drink i'm i'm you know what is that i'm uh, getting these wonderful tempting smells he had a moment of weakness and then he describes that somebody and he thinks it was the mother hit him on the head and said murkha oh you fool i have given you 2500 mouths to eat and drink and you still don't know that and then he said in that moment all that longing went away because he understood all the people coming to eat the two 2500 people coming to eat were all him he was able to see that and so like this you know you you are able to it, it's not that many devatas many rudras are being established everything is that one alone it's been seen from many standpoints but it is still one and so when you go to when you say namaha 
it is not out of fear it is out of shraddha it is out of shraddha and oneness that is what you know is that is why you say namaha and then you know so these devatas with hair without hair lurking in the food lurking in the drink all of them you know stay away and i told you the story of mirabai also how the poison sent to her you know what did rudra do rudra made it fruit juice the surrender itself made that happen so like this you know very beautiful and then what else ye patham pathirakshaya ailabrida yavyudhah ye teerthani pratiranti srikavanto nishangina so now we invoke these rudras as protectors patham pathirakshaya pathirakshaya you know so these are all vedic forms uh, so grammatically they are, they are different you know uh, they are not uh, they are not exactly how we would the words are all uh, you know uh, so pathirakshaya uh, you know means पीपल ऑन वेरियस हाउ मेनी okay what are they prayers and shreyas very good so these are the two parts or we can take it slightly differently here what are they you know we can say one is laukika marga and another is vaidika marga okay so well, what are these parts one path is is just of enjoying the means and ends finite ends and finite means we just enjoy like going to movies is it laukika or vaidika laukika laukika so laukika it is not vaidika vaidika means spiritual anything that leads to spiritual growth here is vaidika marga like you know karma yoga vaidika and then what else you know Uh, pursuing knowledge vaidika and then you know any kind of action reaching out action etc is vaidika and other actions like you know what else you know eating drinking all these things going to the movies without the understanding is what laukika or you can take prayas and shreyas pravritti marga nivritti marga pravritti marga where people are predominantly trying to satisfy the sense organs and their urges and then you know uh, you know prayo marga or this pravritti marga nivritti marga where they are retreating from all these pleasures in order to focus on the truth of oneself they have simplified their lives and they are just focusing on the truth of oneself and that you know so the one who protects both these paths yes so the word path also has come from patha yes i'm sure of it some derivation so so though, so there is no judgment here you see we will have the judgment oh that person is on prayas root i am on shreyas fire upon you na na you know i you are not where i am we will have the judgment not from the standpoint of rudra 
these are just paths the possibility is there and therefore the people are going on it and when they know better they will on their own come this side no problem so they, they are all protected regardless of whether they are shopping in the mall or whether they are you know whether they are sitting in the puja room these rudras protect them and another funny word aila bridaha so aila comes from ira ira means you know abundance of food and all kinds of comforts ira in fact ila is a name it's a hindu name ila ila is come from ira ancient word you know ira so ira eva aira that which has come from ira is aira so this you know this uh, this aira is that which has come from ira is you know aira tesham samuha iranam samuha samuha we can take and is aira and this aira has become aila so then aila bridha means tad vibharti they protect through the food is called aila uh, aila brith and then aila brith so they protect in the form of food or we can say that they uh, uh, and then they 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 protect uh, so that aila brith has become aila brita aila bridha it's chandasa okay yeah so then uh, so this is what it is so what is aila bridha the devatas who protect us by feeding us and nourishing us and there are so many from morning to evening there are so many devatas feeding you know devatas cooking in the kitchen devatas in the form of vegetable devatas in the form of rudras in the form of farmers planting the vegetables rudra in the form of the sun the warmth the water and the soil feeding the vegetables and the vegetables being cooked by all the devis in the kitchen and then you know eating and then inside also once you eat it can be it can come out but no all the various rudras in the form of the esophageal contractions in the form of the stomach acid in the form of all the digestion and sending the sending the uh, various things to the mitochondria the, the cells or uh, the nutrition to the cells they are all rudras may the rudras nourish our paths nourish nourish our pursuits nourish us through various foods etc and then another funny word yamvyudhaya yamvyudhaya yauti iti yauti iti yuhu yauti means the the ones that trouble you know they trouble and how do they trouble because they have themselves a lot of papa so they go on inflicting uh, difficulties on others they are from a troubled background and they trouble others in order to vent so those are the yautis and then the, the 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 devatas who fight who do yuddha with the yuz are called yavyudhayah yuddha they do with the yuz they are called yavyudhayah you know and then yubhi yudhyanti iti yavyudhayah those devatas who fight with people given to adharma so all the adharmas are there and these adharmas are fought and you know and they are, they are rudras who protect uh, you from all the adharmic people in your life all the difficult people in your life they protect you 
No, but I still have a lot of difficult people in my life. Well, imagine if the Rudras weren't there. How many people you would have had? Okay. So they are like friends who are with you and the friends are very protective of you. So similarly, these friends, Rudras in the form of friends who are protecting you uh, all around. And then, ye tirthani prajaranti. They go to pilgrimage with you. Ah, Tirtha is the site of pilgrimage. So in the pilgrimage, in the, especially in the olden days, you, you could not send SMS, you could not make your hotel reservations, you, you did not have a flight, you went walking. Yeah, while saying Rudram, you went walking to Rameshwaram. And then whatever happened, you know, and then, you know, in the middle you met a tiger, nothing, you know. And... Uh, Anything could happen, but the Rudra, Rudras are protecting you every step of the way. And the tiger spies you all right, but before it comes, it sees, you know, it sees a butterfly and starts to play with it, and giving you enough time, unbeknownst to you, to make a get, get away. It, it gets distracted. And so you are safe. Why? Because you are going to do a wonderful thing. You are, you are, you are doing a... a a ceremony of atonement and taking upon yourself a walk, a pilgrimage, and so then you are protected in the pilgrimage. Tirthani Pracharanti, and even at the site of the pilgrimage, all the difficulties are all warded off. When you want water, somebody gives you water, somebody gives you food. Before you could not prepare for the pilgrimage. You could take food for two days, but after that it would get spoiled. You know, chips were not available in bags, you know, in olden days. So maybe you could take some laddus and some things, some savory things, but it would all be over in a few days. And so then after that, you had to rely on the kindness of strangers. There were no restaurants, there was nothing on the way. And this Rudra in the form of all these beings, these Adhishthana Devatas, you know, they would, they, they would be in the temples, they would feed all the pilgrims, and then they would bless all the people. And then Nishanginaha, Srikavantaha Nishanginaha. Srika, Nishanga, all these are the various kinds of swords and these swords and, uh, you know, spears are all there either to protect or to bless or to hurt as the case may be, as what is needed, as needed basis. So here they are protecting you completely and, you know, making sure that your pilgrimage is a success. And unto them what? We only say one thing, stay far away, namaha, and then in this namaha, we slowly unravel your bowstrings so that you don't come to harm us. We are not separate from you. So we are all, you know, we are all in your side. We are you. Shivoham, Shivoham. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Hi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hi Om